Okay, so we're just recording. We just finished recording, and now we're, mm-hmm. we're now we're going back to the beginning and recording a quick disclaimer for this episode. Um, everything that yep. we say is purely our own opinion, and and there are obviously going to be people on both sides of the argument any debate, yeah. of any argument. If you agree, that's great. If you don't agree, that's also great. And. Hi guys, and okay. welcome to our new episode of Real Talk. Um, what episode is this? Maybe 11, no, 12? I don't know, 11 or 12. Yeah, it's been a bit of a while since we mm-hmm. did our last episode. And we thought that, considering there's been so much in the news about the dra- the royal tea, we thought we would see what we think about all of the Harry, Meghan, Oprah, Archie drama, yeah. really. So, we both watched the two-hour mm-hmm. long documentary, which was essentially one hour of ads <laughs> Literally. and one hour of... <laughs> I know. You can tell that Oprah was really milking it off that interview. <laughs> yeah, I would I would say that Alicia... I, like, I read about them occasionally, but I'm not the type of person to follow yeah. all the adventures and things that they've they've done in the past, like, two or three years. So, I'm basing all my opinions basically off this documentary. Well, it's not a documentary, this interview... So I might not be the most accurate person to get info from, but I feel like it's a good example that a lot of people are like me, they just get their in- info off this. Okay, so your immediate reactions, <laughs> what were they? Um, I think just the whole, the whole way they did the interview, like the music, the zoom-ins, it did mainly make yeah. Megan, I think, look like a victim in a lot of the scenarios. And from my perspective... It did seem like that was the case. A lot of the topics that she was bringing, bringing up, it did look like she was a victim. Especially the one about, uh, um, for example, the one she said about Kate Middleton, how the media said that she yeah. made her cry over bridesmaid dresses. I think, um, whereas actually it was the other way around. But what I actually respected most about it is that Megan wasn't trying to like bring Kate Middleton down, and in yeah. fact she was just trying to clear the air. And I think, you know, like with any kind of thing if you're in like beef with somebody or you've been wrongfully accused um you shouldn't necessarily always bring the other person down i think she did it in such a respectful Mm. way where she said that um you know kate did make me upset i was already stressed for that week but she sent me flowers she apologized just like i would do if i hurt someone's feelings so i gained quite a lot of respect from her when she said that i do i do think that whenever she said something she wasn't saying it in a way that was Mm. malicious or trying to um you know like really paint someone in a bad light but at the same at the same time I was also thinking like you are kind of doing this interview and and you know that it's gonna Mm -hmm. make the royal family look bad at the same time and like there is an element of you're kind of just what is it called washing your dirty laundry no idea. <laughs> What's that phrase? Yeah, but just like kind of spilling, spilling all your secrets to the world, um, and it was interesting how she didn't really. Um, I'm not sure if it was cut out of the interview or not, but Oprah didn't um, ask her any questions about her own family. Yeah. Um, it was more her just talking about um, the royal family, and especially since she's been someone to really speak out about. She wanted more privacy from the press. Um, and now she's just spilling all of her, all of another family's secrets mm-hmm. to 
Oh uh, yeah, I can to basically a form another form of media. Yeah, I guess that is true. But I think on the other side of it, it's not necessarily about her spilling their secrets, but it's just like she's been through all of this and she thinks that people deserve to know yeah. so that people don't live their whole life believing things that the tabloids have put on their titles. So it is definitely the thing is like this whole thing, any kind of interview, the fact that it's not like a a fact by fact documentary. It is so difficult to, like, clearly interpret it. Yeah. And that's that's the thing, is that we'll never... She's done this interview, but with full knowledge that the royal family or anyone in there is never going to be able to tell exactly, their point yeah. of view because they can't. They're not going to be able to mm-hmm. do a sit-down interview with um, Oprah themselves yeah. or do any kind of talk show like this. So we're only ever really going to see one mm-hmm. side of the story. And also... I did think that, like, yes, um, uh, like, the the tabloids have definitely said some horrible things. And, like, some, and lots of headlines with, like, undertones of racism. And um, that was completely yeah. wrong. But at the same time, I think that she didn't admit some of the mistakes that she herself has sometimes mm-hmm. made. And obviously, you can't just... You can't just want good publicity. You're also going to get bad publicity. You're also going to get... Um, some mm-hmm. criticism and sometimes that criticism was when it's deserved yeah. you can't complain about it like when you when she went um jetting off in a private plane after if she went she went when she was preaching about um sustainability and helping the environment but then jetting off in private planes and obviously when the press mm-hmm. found out about that they were gonna write an article yeah. so um I don't know, maybe an, an acknowledgement of that would give it a more mm-hmm. balanced point of view. But at the same time, she is telling her story. So, mm-hmm. you know. I just really liked how Oprah was completely, like, had no bias. I think, but, yeah. like, her reaction when she heard about, um, when somebody questions what uh, what colour skin Megan's child was going to have, like, that reaction was mm-hmm. literally the reaction of literally everybody that I know. Because... I know, we're like, what? It was, I don't know, it was so shocking because you'd think that as a royal family, as somebody so high up, that they would be the least, like, they'd be the last person in the world to be racist to somebody because they made this country which has allowed so many people of different races to come in. And I don't know, it was so shocking. And I think I did lose a lot of respect for... Mm the kind of royal family but at the same time we will yeah. never know who said that so i don't think we can necessarily make a judgment no but the then oprah came out and said that harry wanted to say that um it wasn't the queen yeah. and it wasn't prince philip yeah but at the same time i feel like yeah obviously you need to say that you know it wasn't the queen but like it's also kind of unfair to the other royal family members because i mean you're eliminating two but leaving the rest yeah i get you out but what i also thought was interesting how these like questions related to their child's skin color was told to harry and then it was only through harry that megan found out rather than people going directly to megan and i feel like it's because they feel that because harry obviously is um is a white man I think that's why people mm. feel like they're, it's more appropriate to talk about it with a white man, whereas if they went directly to a person of colour, oh, then that's racism. But if you're saying it to someone who's white, then it's fine. So I think because of that, that shocked me a lot as well. 
the fact that this wasn't even directly said to her and that just imagine having to mm. tell your wife that somebody had said that about both of your child both of yours child both of your the child of both yeah children yeah, you know what i mean but i think all of this um does kind of make you question well why do we have a royal family what is the point mm-hmm. of them and especially like if they're racist and wh- why do why do we still have this institution yeah you know um i don't know i think the royal family is just like such a big part of britain and i think more more than that is is part of the history of britain like, i don't think we can ever just yeah. end it one day um obviously it's a big this big thing to say yeah i would get rid of mm-hmm. them because at the end of the day the queen brings in so much money from like tourism stuff even though we do pay her to have the, have her mm-hmm. there um she does bring in loads of money but at the same time i think like with the whole prince andrew epstein scandal and now um it, it just and now all of these racist allegations it just makes you think that the royal family is just a soap opera <laughs> Um, yeah and it's just another family sitcom why are we paying for them to sit here and just yeah. i think to like a large extent the royal family are meant to be role models for people like we hold them in such a high yeah. place yet they haven't like what what i think in my opinion should happen is whoever did say the racist um comments to harry and Meghan, I think it's their responsibility to come forward and then genuinely apologise. Because I don't think it's right for us to have, like, a vague idea and think that every single member of the royal family is a bad person. Yeah. And I think... See, that's... Yeah. And that's what's, that's what's happening. Everyone is just thinking... Like, even on TikTok, I've scrolled... I've, all over my For You page is just kind of, like, jokes and memes about how they're... Um, like royal family is yeah. essentially a bunch of racists and um that this allegation is like so yeah. serious they someone needs to come forward and take mm-hmm. responsibility for this but at the end of the day no one is going yeah. to they can't they can't do that and so it's just basically leaving the public thinking that oh well, it's not the queen it's not philip so it's either william kate camilla or charles one of them is a racist and one of them is also our next king so that's yeah i don't know in the ideal world i do think somebody should oh yeah i also find it really interesting when she said um that she hadn't like researched the royal family before she'd actually like gone and meet the queen Mm. and she kind of treated them like it was just any grandma but i do find it (laughs) difficult to believe that and see see just see the thing is is that i really like believe that she's been through a really Mm -hmm. tough time but small things like that dotted throughout the interview just made me go like what (laughs) you know what i mean you don't okay maybe she didn't google harry like it is a bit weird to maybe google your partner no i think that i think she must have yeah at the same time no it's not because we always talk people's instagram bios um, and we were stalking people's Instagrams, and it's not like Prince Harry has an Insta. <laughs> so, obviously, uh, I don't know. I just think that... And, and the whole thing when she was like, oh, I wasn't sure whether I should curtsy. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, didn't, I didn't think I would have to curtsy. Yeah. It's like, obviously, you'd have to curtsy. I'd expect to mm-hmm. curtsy. She's the queen. Because I think her reasoning was that she thought, like, obviously, in the public, you'd have to. But at the end of the day, you're just meeting your boyfriend's yeah mom grandmother-in-law 
So that's what she thought. But um, and then she said she was practicing with Harry, <laughs> practicing to curtsy. Um, but yeah, I think I do agree. There were a couple things that I was like, are you sure? But definitely the stuff about the racist comments, I hundred percent believe. I was shocked, but somehow yeah. I believed it. And I think, and you know, did you hear how Piers Morgan from Good Morning Britain got? Um, he left Good Morning Britain after saying all of these. <laughs> you don't know. You've I'm been li- living you under know, a I'm rock. Really need to keep up on all of this because he has really controversial opinions on the on me. Yeah, I I know that. And I think that sometimes I can understand his points. I can understand where he's coming from, and I think sometimes he does have a like valid point. But he does take it too far. He takes it to another level. And I think that, like, the other day he took it to another le- level saying that, um, you know how Megan said that she had suicidal thoughts? And he said that she was essentially lying about it. And that that's not true. <laughs> I don't... Yeah, I, to be honest, I do believe her. I don't think you can... I don't think, I don't think anyone can even... Like you can even question that because it's something so serious that exactly I think you can't you can never yeah. assume that someone's lying about something like that because because the minute that you assume that one person is lying about something so serious it it, it just what are the grounds for saying that someone is lying about something like that you know but I you can't honestly, say that. I think this is one of the huge reasons why there has been such a stigma around mental health because it's mental you can't physically see it all the time so people think that oh that means people can just take advantage they can say oh i've got a mental illness so i don't want to do this when actually that's probably like maybe one person in like a thousand that would do that or like you know 500 that would do that and the you're right that a minute you start doubting people then you will doubt the wrong person and it will be too late to actually do anything about it that's exactly exactly yeah and i think for her to even speak about it if it is the truth or even if it's not the truth to speak about it on a public platform is a daring move and it must have taken a lot of courage to do that um on a complete like overall though i was at at the end of the whole um two-hour special i was i I was kind of left like okay they've told everyone their like life story and everything but what do they expect to happen now exactly i was confused on the purpose of this yeah because at first i thought maybe she's just this is just more for her than for us maybe because she's had to imagine just getting so much hate all the time every single i know minute. we've experienced it <laughs> that's why that's why i can exactly under, that's why i because i've heard some people say um oh like you know she's probably not receiving she's probably not having suicidal thoughts or like she's just being dramatic or mental health they keep going on about mental health up here i've heard people saying that um especially from the older generation i feel like it's really difficult to understand until you're put into that position and even though this is on a really 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 like 0.0000001% of what she probably feels yeah when we yeah. nearly got cancelled it was horrible to <laughs> it was horrible to kind of like experience feel people, that everyone hated us to stuff. feel that everyone hates you even though it's probably a couple only like a couple of people, people <laughs> only like three people but and to to feel like everyone is talking about you behind mm-hmm. your back you know exactly yeah do you feel like a whole country is doing that? I can't, and not even just our country. Like, people across the world are invested in the royal family. So yeah. to think that... Just imagine that many people hating you. 
Like, I, I can't even deal it if somebody gives me, like, death stares. I'll go home and cry. But then at the same time, what people have been saying is that, you know, as sad as it is, death threats and um, getting haters and cancel culture is is a part of the modern-day celebrity. And she knew that she was going to become even more famous than she already was when she married Harry, marrying into the British monarchy. You know that you're going to immediately be, like, the most well-known. Yeah. You know? Um, And that this is a part of it, you know? Mm -hmm. That's not to say that it's her fault, but, you know, we we see YouTubers that we follow, and they're always talking about how, I know, they're stalker or they're, um, (laughs) you know... Like, obviously, she didn't... She married Harry because she loves him, Mm. not because she wanted to be a royal. Yeah. But I think at the same time, part of loving him is loving, you know, his culture and the kind of life he has. So I think... I don't really think you can say that you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. Yeah, and, you know, Harry must have talked to her about a million times, asking, are you sure? Are you sure? You know... Especially if, as oh he claims, gosh. especially as as if he said, like he said on Oprah that he was so trapped before, he must have warned Megan about the entrapment that was coming for her. Exactly, but do you know what got me a bit, a bit fuming? I won't lie. Yeah, it was when um Meghan Markle was talking about, um had already spoken about feeling suicidal, hmm. and you know everything just being too much, understandably as well, and then later um. Oprah asked, like, Harry, you know, like, how was he supporting her? Hmm. And he didn't, like, seek help for her. Because he didn't... Yes. That really... I was... I'm not sure if I'm just confused and not understanding. Or I wasn't sure... I'm still not sure if I really understand what they were trying to say. Because she said... What what was it that they said? Oh, um... Whereas, like, oh, like, we tried... She, so she tried to ask the palace HR for help, and they said, no, we can't help you because you're not an employee of the palace. But obvious... But surely, she's still, like, a person, and the royals still have access to healthcare, even though it's probably, like, private healthcare, and there's probably a doctor mm-hmm. that comes to the palace for them. Surely she can seek help there. And and Harry himself is a mental health ambassador. Surely there is a therapist that he knows or someone that can come to the palace and help. But what annoyed me is the fact that... He, I don't know his exact words, I can't remember, but he said something along the lines that he just, like, felt ashamed that his wife is going through this. And then I was no, like, but I think you he can't felt... make this about yourself. And, and it, like, he, felt, he felt ashamed that... Um, he he didn't want to tell the rest of his family. I can understand that, maybe not wanting to tell the rest of your family that your wife's suicidal. Okay, I can understand that. But if you want to help your wife, I don't see why there's anything in being... That I don't see why you should I be ashamed to ask, to ask a doctor. You. If, yeah. you know. And even mm-hmm. Megan herself could have asked for a doctor. I don't know if... Maybe, maybe she couldn't. Maybe that's why they're complaining. We don't know. But I... No, I think maybe I, it's... Maybe I find it's more a hard, the fact that I have a hard time believing that there isn't, I don't know, some kind of like doctor roaming around that you can call when you're feeling mm-hmm. a bit ill, and you know. No, I can understand why Megan herself didn't go out and seek help. I think because if you're feeling so down and you're feeling, it's hard. Personally, yeah, we've never experienced you know suicidal thoughts, so we can't exactly say. But from what I can imagine, it must be so difficult to even 
admit to yourself that you need help. Yeah. So I can understand, but I think, as you know, as a husband, I think no matter what you're embarrassed about, what you're ashamed about, or your status within your family or in the country, I don't think that should stop you at all from helping your wife. And when I was listening, I was just cringing because I was just hoping that there's going to be people watching this that maybe, you know, they're going through, um, you know, mental health issues or their partner as well and they wouldn't seek help for them. Mm. I was, honestly, I was just so, like, just disappointed when I heard that. Because yeah. I'm, I'm confused, you know, we always talk about how much we love our partners, but that's, you know, that's <laughs> yeah, just a real... Yeah, what boyfriend have you got, Alicia? <laughs> no, I'm... <laughs> Myself, to be honest. But honestly, if you really love her, then... Like, I don't want to judge them, but yeah. it did make me think... You know, the thing is, is that it's such it's such a fine line with when it comes to Meghan and Harry, because you say, you say something against them, like, that you don't agree, then suddenly, like it feels as though social media will label you like not a feminist or like you're a racist do you know what i mean yeah i don't know i feel like like i said before this is not even like full facts that they've given us Mm. and so there are gonna be like a million different interpretations and i don't think you can judge somebody on how they interpret it because i'm sure if i watch that documentary again i'll have a completely different idea and then if i watch it again i'll have a completely different idea because you know, one, you can just listen to the words and then, like, their body language yeah. and then, like, the context of everything. So, like, if you're listening to this and you, you think, you know, I don't really agree, that's completely fine. And I think that's what the documentary wanted. Yeah. I think that... Why do I keep saying documentary? I mean, <laughs> thingy, interview. I think that's what they wanted. They want people... They want to just, like, spark people's curiosity to make them think. Because at the moment, people were just reading the tabloids and being like, yeah, Megan came here to ruin Harry's life. Yeah. And as for their, like, actual move to California, I I don't understand why people have an issue with that because I think that he's obviously... There's always the air in the spare, and Harry's the spare. What is the harm if, like, you're going to either stay in a stuffy, like, palace in London or you can move to sunny California? I mean, I don't blame them. I would do the same myself. <laughs> but what do you even say to somebody who literally asks you... What colour is your baby going to be? I don't be? think there's any way you can spin that. The, yeah, there is absolutely no way of answering that. And I don't understand what you would want to get out of that. Like, you can't say, oh, I think they're going to be a blend of cocoa and shea butter and maybe a bit of... <laughs> that sounds like You know, like vanilla. Creams. Exactly. Like, you, whoops. They're not going to describe you every single yeah. skin colour shade there is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like that's just an example how I feel like racism has gone so like, micro-aggressive nowadays. It's not as... Well, it is in some places, but I, I, I don't think, think more commonly... I don't think that racism has become micro-aggressive. I think that we, um, our generation, picks um, picks up and is much... There's more um, awareness about unconscious, like, bias, unconscious racism. Mm, I get you. Um, and I think that's especially something that the older generation doesn't understand. Actually, yeah, that's true. Because I know there are a lot of, like, older just people small, that... Just small things, like, oh, your hair looks nice, can I touch your hair? Or just... Uh, yeah. You know, s- small things, small tiny things um, that really do add up, people don't understand. I mean, I do agree, but I, I do also think that nowadays there are also people that make, like, 
jokes that um are funny because they are racist i think it's more common but like within the community that it's it's aimed at like for example like um a lot of a lot of people as a joke because they you know they might say oh well one of my relatives is muslim so i'm allowed to say this as a joke they might be like oh you're muslim so are you a terrorist and it, obviously if anybody else said that that would be completely wrong but a lot of people think that because they have that one connection that they can say something like to that like that and because people are making jokes do you know what jokes i'm talking about yeah yeah so I, like I get- the more people that do that the more normal it becomes and I think that, like, within your own community, you can't be joking around about it because yeah. that says that that sends off the signal that you yourself are, like, at peace with that. And that's not something that you should. Yeah. I just don't know why we're all so focused on Meghan and Harry when Prince Andrew was, like, a paedophile and we don't talk about that. I think one big thing we can learn from literally all of this is that you need to be careful of who you look up to. Don't just look up to somebody just because they're in a high position. Look up to somebody because they're a good person. Um, We have a really exciting thing coming up for you guys. So we wanted to do... We we love doing our Q&As where you guys ask us questions. But we actually wanted to get some of you guys talking on on an episode. So what we've proposed is that you and it can be you or you and a couple of friends you can come in many for people. it doesn't have to yeah. just be like one other friend it can be three of you it can be four of you but yeah because we'll, we'll do it over zoom yeah so we'll have like you featuring one of the episodes and you can literally talk about absolutely anything if you want to talk about a funny story you and your friends can tell or um if you want to talk about a more serious topic about your views on um, things like feminism, racism, which I, I know we've touched on in this episode. So if you want to develop any of these more, yeah, then just, that would be great. Or even just anything that you want to raise awareness about. If there's a certain yeah. charity that you're, um, that you want to raise raise awareness for, or if there's like a project that you're working on that you think that people would benefit hearing from, just email us back um, from this email from this email from to alicia basically <laughs> yeah um or you can even dm us on our instagram at the real talk yeah and um we'll set up something um yeah you it can be um a whole it can be for a whole episode or just for a bit just send us a little proposition mm-hmm. of what you want to talk about and um we'll get in touch yeah we're super grateful that we've got this huge platform and we've got so many new listeners recently um so we want to use this to actually spread awareness about stuff so yeah let us know anything you want to talk about and then you can feature in an episode okie dokie i think that's basically everything we want to say but um yeah just remember that everything we've said in this episode about the um i'm not going to say documentary the the interview um is is purely our opinion and like i said earlier they're going to change over time and you may agree you may disagree Um, But hopefully these have raised some questions in your head that you might want to think to yourself about or talk to your friends about. Mm. But yeah, don't not be someone's friend because they completely disagree with you because, like I said, it's open for interpretation. We will see you in the next one. Bye. Bye.